a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn. You still have. Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks Regs. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. I really can't wait to talk at y'all in our 22nd episode. It's pretty crazy, but I've been doing this 22 times now. And I really, really appreciate all of y'all who consistently listen, who listen every once in a while. I appreciate all of y'all. I would really, really appreciate uh, if y'all would tell y'all's friends uh, whether or not they are into Star Wars or are wanting to get into Star Wars about this podcast. That would mean so, so much to me. I'm trying to grow it. Um, It's a tough thing to do because there's a lot of really good Star Wars creators out there and uh, content creators. And they're tough to compete with, but uh, I would really appreciate uh, any support that y'all can give, whether that's uh, just giving a like or a follow or a subscription on YouTube or Instagram. Um, It means the world to me, so just wanted to let y'all know that. Uh, Today I'm going to be talking to y'all about my favorite Star Wars books. This was going to be uh, the kind of the essential guide to uh, Starships episode, but I ran short on time. I'm about to go out of town again. And I didn't really have time to do all my research, so this is something that I could just go with off the cuff. Uh, I'm going to try to go through it quick. I'm going to split it into um, uh, kind of more source material type books and novels, as well as I've uh, read one comic series. So I'm going to go through all of those right now in I Have Spoken. I Have Spoken. Welcome back to I Have Spoken Regs. Um, So to start us off, I want to talk about uh, some of my favorite source materials. And what I mean by source materials are uh, essentially books that I use to research for this podcast, books that are generally information-based rather than uh, content-based or plot-based. So not like a novel where it's like a story. It's more just a, a, a vessel of information. So uh, the first four that I'm going to tell you about, all you're able to purchase them all in a bundle. I think that I bought mine through Amazon, and they are my f- absolute favorites. They're so immersive and fun. Uh, but the if you want to purchase them individually, which you're also able to do, they're called The Jedi Path, Book of Sith, The Bounty Hunter Code, and The Imperial Handbook. And essentially what these all are are essentially different guides to these different major aspects of Star Wars. So the Jedi Path goes into um, a lot of stuff regarding the Jedi Order, uh, starting from uh, Youngling going all the way up uh, to Master. And it has a lot of really cool insight, a lot of really cool obscure things. And one of my favorite parts about a lot of these, or all, every single one of these, they have little annotations from characters. Uh, in them. So like little remarks of characters who have owned this book before you. And I really, really enjoy that. I think that it puts, it's just a fantastic little touch. um, And I really could not recommend this. A little preface, these books are all legends, unfortunately. So they don't uh, hold up to existing canon. If there's any contradictions in existing canon of these books, the canon uh, wins out. But there's a lot of stuff that isn't contradicted, so they're still really, really interesting. Uh, Book of Sith is the same thing except uh, flipped for the Sith rather than the Jedi. This one's kind of cool because it's taken from, like, the pages are like they're from a bunch of different books and materials because uh, a lot of these artifacts have been destroyed throughout history. 
Uh, so it's like more just a collection of a bunch of different things rather than one continuous book. The Bounty Hunter Code uh, has cool little texture to its pages, and it's just uh, essentially about the different uh, rules that bounty hunters must follow uh, in order to uh, the best uh, execute their craft. And then at the very end, there's like a special thing about Mandalorians and Death Watch, which is super, super interesting as well. And then the Imperial Handbook is essentially just a deep dive into the Empire and the post-Republic era um, after the Clone Wars happened and as uh, Palpatine grew to power as Emperor. And it's that, that's one that I've read the least, but I just recently read it a bit, and it's super, super interesting as well. It goes into like Stormtroopers and different uh, things within the Empire. I would highly, highly recommend it. These are probably my favorites out of all of them that I'm going to go through as source material-wise. And uh, I really, really enjoy them. And uh, I'm going to be talking about a lot of the stuff that's in them anyway. So if you don't want to go out and spend money, just stay tuned to this podcast and I'll probably go through a decent amount of all of the contents of all of these books. Um, anyways, but I just wanted to talk to you all about them. Credit where credit is due. They've taught me a lot of what I know. Uh, next up, we have Jedi versus Sith, The Essential Guide to the Force. Now, this one's super, super interesting. It is a hefty, hefty book. Um, but... My favorite part of this is its illustrations. It has fantastic artwork in it uh, that really helps you uh, visualize a lot of the stuff that it goes over, and it's super, super cool. Um, it has a lot of great information, too. It has a lot of information. It is a lot, lot, lot of stuff in there, but it is super, super cool. I used a lot of it in my episode about the Mandalorians, about the Sith. I, But it's it's all about force users for the most part, and force... Uh, people who are in direct opposition to force users like the Mandalorians. Also, if you can hear a dog barking, that is because my dog is barking in the background. And little tidbit, her name is Chewie, which is short for Chewbacca because we are a Star Wars family. Anyways, continuing. Um, so that is Jedi vs. Sith, The Essential Guide to the Force. It is absolutely fantastic, and I would highly, highly recommend uh, that one as well. Uh Next up, and this is something that y'all have heard me talk about a lot, is the Star Wars book. And this is uh, a canon book. The previous, uh, All the previous ones that I've talked about are not canon. This one is. And what I love about this is it essentially covers everything uh, f- up until The Rise of Skywalker came out. So it doesn't have the final season of The Clone Wars in there or Mando Season 2. But every bit of Star Wars content beforehand, it has a little bit of information about all of that within its pages and it's been super super helpful to kind of orient myself to because it's it's very confusing when you're having to flip-flop between legends and canon uh, and i don't know if i've made this distinction before but legends is all of the extended universe uh that existed uh kind of on its own before disney purchased lucasfilm and star wars and ended up erasing all of that extended universe and creating its own centralized canon um which is what canonically quote-unquote or actually exists within the star wars universe officially um so the star wars book is canon it's super super interesting and i really really enjoy it i would highly recommend it. i'd say that that's the one that i use the most just because it is probably the best canon guide to star wars uh that i have another great canon uh, book that i own uh that i use for source material would be the secrets of the jedi which is essentially a guide to the jedi order from luke skywalker's perspective looking back on them retroactively and it's super super interesting because he's essentially taking an objective view based on accounts that he has encountered uh of different jedi within the jedi order that he never met um he's 
giving his uh, insight on what he believes to be true about Mace Windu, Ahsoka Tano, uh, Plo Koon, Kit Fisto, all of these uh, Jedi. And then it also has some cool interactive bits like um, an arborish uh, alphabet that you can take out of a sleeve and uh, like some blueprints for lightsabers and stuff like that. All super, super cool. It's more of a children's picture book, but I really, really appreciate it. And I have used it uh, in some of my episodes so far. They're making uh, a counterpart to it, uh, which is The Secrets of the Sith, which is coming out in August, which I will definitely be getting uh, and going into. I'm already a little bit wary of it because it has Kylo Ren and Snoke on the cover, which neither of them were Sith. And I really hope that they... Well, you can make an argument that Snoke was a Sith because he was being controlled by Palpatine, but I digress. I really hope that they address the fact that they are not officially Sith, um, but simply dark side users. Anyways, those are the most prominent um, source material books that I utilize. Um, so, that being said, uh, let me move into my favorite novels. And by favorite novels, I'm just going to talk about novels that I've read in general. And I, they, I have varying uh, likes and dislikes for these for the most part, I enjoyed them. There are just some that I enjoyed more than others and some that I wouldn't necessarily recommend unless you're very interested in a specific uh, part of Star Wars. But anyways, I'm going to start off with possibly my favorite uh, novel, which is uh, Darth Plagueis, which is a Legends book. It is not canon, but there is nothing in canon that has contradicted it. So as of right now, it is canon in my head. And what this essentially goes into is uh, the early days of Palpatine's training and his master, Darth Plagueis, who we get reference to in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, when P Palpatine tells Anakin about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. And it's super, super interesting. It's kind of going into the behind the scenes of how the Sith operated in the Rule of Two era, kind of in the shadows. Um, and it's a very meticulous book, meaning that it goes into a lot of nitty gritty political nuance um, but it's super super interesting to see it from the Sith's perspective and how they utilize uh, politics and uh, chaos within political regimes to uh, ascend to power essentially to uh, exert their will over the people of the galaxy next up I have a book uh, called Master and Apprentice uh, this is a very interesting book not quite as good as uh, Plagueis by any means, but it is still pretty interesting. It follows Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi before the events of Episode One, essentially on a mission uh, to help protect a princess of a world um, who is uh, which is in turmoil. And you kind of get to see a lot of the nuances between a master and apprentice, as the title would imply, uh, kind of going into uh, Obi-Wan not really uh, agreeing with a lot of Qui-Gon's uh, methods and beliefs, but still uh, trying to be uh, true to him. But it also kind of has the underlying conflict of, well, maybe Obi-Wan will get reassigned because he and Qui-Gon aren't as compatible as uh, the Jedi probably would have liked. Uh, so that one's a really good one. It has some interesting insights uh, into, especially like in the context of what we know will happen in the future. Uh, Shatterpoint. I'm currently reading this book, but it's about my boy, Mace Windu, so you know I got to uh, talk about it. It essentially goes into him hunting down his previous apprentice who has uh, been entangled in the dark side uh, out on assignment, and I can't wait to finish it. I will definitely 
uh, give y'all a full review once I have, but that is something that I'm reading right now. Uh, going into, this is kind of a source material book, but it, it's less so than, oh, also Shatterpoint is Legends, not canon, and uh, Master and Apprentice is canon. Star Wars Myths and Fables is really interesting just because you kind of get a side of Star Wars that we don't really get to see where we see a lot of legends and things that aren't necessarily true but um, but are t stories that have been told throughout the Star Wars galaxy. And I think that that's a super interesting thing that we don't really get too much of. Uh, and I didn't put it as a source material because I haven't really used it as a source material. I've used it more for entertainment, so I thought that it fell in this category. More so, it is legends... Uh, but it is very, very... I think it's Legends. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's Legends, but it's, it's very, very cool. Um, Dooku Jedi Lost. This is an uh, audiobook that I've talked about in the past, but it is, it's an it's a audiobook with a full cast, so everybody has a different voice. It's super, super immersive with all of its sound effects. That being said, and I've said this before, all Star Wars, almost or almost all Star Wars audiobooks um, have... Full sound effects, full score, um, and that makes them super, super immersive and super fun to listen to. I would recommend that. I really enjoy uh, listening to pod, uh, podcasts and audiobooks. I think that that's a great way to absorb this kind of content. So uh, I would highly recommend that. Duke of Jedi Lost is only an audiobook. It is not available as um, anything else. Uh, like There's no hard copy version of it. So it's available on Audible. I don't know where else, but that's how I listen to it. And it essentially goes into Dooku's days as a Jedi. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Count Dooku was the Sith Lord who was under uh, Darth Sidious during the Clone Wars era. And he uh, used to be a Jedi but left the Order. And so this is kind of his road to uh, leaving the Order and uh, kind of how he grew up and like what shaped him into uh, the person that he became later on. Um, a New Dawn is also uh, something that I'm currently reading. I took a break from it to start Shatterpoint. But what it is, is essentially, um, it's from the perspective of Kanan Jarrus and Harris Syndulla uh, before they joined forces to form uh, Phoenix Squad, or no, the Ghost Crew uh, in Rebels. So these are the two of the main characters from Star Wars Rebels. And essentially their early days and how they came together. And so far I really enjoyed it. Um, I kind of stopped reading it whenever I went off to college. And then I got Shatterpoint, so I, uh, I kind of hopped into that. And I will be finishing that one as well. I'll give a full review of that when I do. Um, but uh, that is another one that I, I've very much enjoyed. Um, um, what else? The Son of Dathomir comics. These are really, really cool. So these are adapted from unproduced uh, un uh, episodes of the Clone Wars that they had the script for already. Whenever uh, Lucasfilm was purchased by Disney, they kind of exonate all of the future seasons of Clone Wars uh, in favor of their own projects. And so this one was adapted into a comic, and it essentially follows uh, Darth Maul's story Um after the events of his rise to power in the Clone Wars and uh, before the events of the Siege of Mandalore. So we kind of get that time gap filled in. It is canon, and it is fantastic. Um, and we get to see him, like, in the custody of Sidious. We get to see um, him uh, and Dooku uh, have interactions. We get to see a lot of really cool stuff, and I would highly, highly recommend uh, reading those comics. Uh, lastly... We have Dark Disciple. 
and um, Dark Disciple is it, it's up there with Plagueis. Those these are two of my favorite 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 novels uh, of the Star Wars variety, and uh, I really 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 enjoy this. This is also adapted from an unfinished uh, arc of the Clone Wars that never got produced. But it essentially follows Jedi Quinlan Vos. If you don't remember him, he was the Jedi with the dreadlocks who was with uh, Obi-Wan in one episode of the Clone Wars, um, hunting down Zero the Hutt. And he fought against Cad Bane and all that stuff. It was He's, he's a really cool Jedi. Um, and it was essentially it was an eight-episode arc that was going to follow him and Asajj Ventress attempting to assassinate Count Dooku. Um, and I cannot recommend it enough. It is super, super, super interesting, and I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, so that I w- if I was gonna if I was gonna say read anything, I would say read the Son of Dathomir comics, Darth Plagueis, and um, Dark Disciple, and I think that y'all would really enjoy those. Uh, and a couple others uh, we have Lords of the Sith which I didn't personally really enjoy. It was essentially uh, Darth Vader and um, the Emperor crash land on Ryloth and are uh, kind of hunted down by uh, Ch- Champs and Dula's uh, Freedom Fighters. I didn't find it super interesting, but if you're into that kind of thing, uh, definitely go for it. And then we also have the Ahsoka novel, which I didn't mention because A, it was a little underwhelming, and B, it... Most of it got retconned by the final season of The Clone Wars, so not much to be done there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel like including those in the bulk of it, but if, you want, if you're interested in that, then go for it. If you're not, then I wouldn't say you need to read those either of those uh, at all. But uh, yeah, that's about all that I have. I'm hoping to read the, the Old Republic uh, novels soon. Um, that, that's my next project, is reading those after I'm done with Shatterpoint and New Dawn. But uh, I hope that y'all enjoy this. These are kind of like extra stuff if you want to bolster your knowledge. These aren't necessary at all. And I'm happy to go into these if y'all would prefer to just have me explain them rather than um, actually go into them uh, as... Or to actually read them yourself, I'm happy to do that in an episode and kind of break down the uh, important plot points, and I'll be talking about them uh, if important stuff arises within uh, other media of Star Wars that are a bit more prominent. But I hope that y'all enjoyed this, uh, and this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with a little bit more. So this is a bit of a more lengthy more, so just bear with me, but I found that this was hilarious. So... The Jedi census phenomenon occurred in 2001, which entailed a push for members of various English-speaking countries, not including the United States, to record their religion as Jedi on their census reports. So this led to, and I just picked out uh, the, the biggest numbers or uh, just, just countries that I considered most prominent, over 70,000 people in Australia, and then 50, over 53,000 people in New Zealand marked their religion as Jedi, and then around 21,000 people in Canada, and get this, it says exactly 390,127. That's almost 0.8% of the population of, uh, in the United Kingdom, England, and Wales, um, marked their religion as Jedi, and this actually uh, caused them to surpass Sikhism, uh, Judaism, and Buddhism, on the census report, and uh, it 
caused it to be the fourth most recorded religion in the region, um, which it's it's the sixth most percentage-wise, but that's not including uh, no religion or choose not to respond. So Christianity was with, at 70%, no religion was at 16 choose not to respond was at 7.8, uh, Muslim was at 3.1, Hindu was at 2.1, and then Jedi was at 0.8. And then everything else is lower than it, which I find absolutely hilarious. I think that that's amazing. And uh, uh, yeah, I just think that that's super, super impressive how something like that can gain traction the way that it does, because that's a significant part of the population. 390,000 people over that, like that's more than 390,000 people. That's insane. And so props to them. They did something. Not sure what it was, but it was definitely something. And I just thought that that was really funny and I wanted to share it with y'all. Um, so that being said, I uh, really hope that y'all are enjoying the podcast so far. Please, please, please. If you have any comments, uh, compliments, uh, critiques, corrections, please email me. All of our contact information is on our website, but our email is uh, twinsuntalks at gmail.com. Please. Uh, I, I would love to read them and answer them on the podcast. I uh, give you a shout out if you'd like. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't have too much else. I hope that y'all are enjoying this because I'm still enjoying doing it and I'm going to keep doing it until I can anymore. So uh, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you and I will see y'all in the next episode.